Hello and welcome to An Ink We Trust, Tattoo in Art Culture in San Fernando Valley, the latest from Who is Making a Mark on the Valley Tattoo Scene, bringing you the tattoo parlor. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Sanchez. Today we're going to talk to our guest who is formerly at uh, Los Angeles, ta- hidden, nope. hidden Los Angeles Tattoo in West Hills. Unbreakable Tattoo. And now he is at Unbreakable Tattoo in Studio City. We have tattoo artist Brett Herman. Hello. Uh, thank you for coming Hi. by the studio. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Brett is from Colorado, and he left for Los Angeles at the age of 19 to become a rock star. Um, what is that? Your phone? I don't know. <laughs> Congrat- no, it's not mine. Congratulations on... Um, oh, I think that's you. Oh, look at that. Really goofing this up. Uh, okay. So, um, what's uh, congratulations on moving to Studio City. What's uh, the move been like for you? It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been good. Just um, getting used to the commute, you know, getting getting used to driving in traffic again. But I'm I'm love I'm loving it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's a cool shop, man. Have you ever been over there? I have not stopped through there yet. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, good vibe. I think they're coming up on uh, maybe close to 15 years or something. The better half of 15 years they've been over there. So, cool shop, man. Um, why why did you choose the Studio City? Um, the shop, Unbreakable, it's like I said, it's been there forever. Um, the guys over there are super cool. Got a good name. Tons of awesome artists have been through there and whatnot. So it uh, seemed fitting, you know. Um, let's see. So what's been the hardest part about moving, changing shops? Moving. Moving, moving sucks. Like you, get, yeah. you, you pack up all your stuff and start over? Yeah, yeah. And then I, uh, this last month, well, yeah, now it's May 1st. Happy May 1st. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the whole month I was moving, so I moved in with my girlfriend to save a little money, and then moving my shop location and stuff. So, uh, moving's the hardest, man. Just boxing up all your stuff and, you know, throwing it in a whirlwind, and then uh, trying to unpack it. But I'm finally settled in. So, did you find a lot of like thing? You know, when you move, you find a lot of stuff tucked away that you didn't realize was too much it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I have too many paintings in my collection and too much toys and things and try not to hoard it all so it's actually good i did a little spring cleaning cool <laughs> but i did dig up my uh liquid ass oh i see what he's up to <laughs> so before the show he told us that you know careful he farts a lot and now he's revealing that he has a like a special prank Boop air spray. freshener Boop let me spray. see the ingredients of this <laughs> oh it doesn't say it's a, it's a proprietary um <laughs> That's that's too bad. It he's over here thinking I'm really cutting the I, cheese I don't know. bad. Yeah, it got to be professional, but oh, at the so same bad. time, in, in that case? <laughs> yeah. So sorry. I I figured the comic relief is the best way to uh, break the uh, the nerves of being in uh, TV and radio, right? Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of a relief because I was going <laughs> to yeah! recommend you to a doctor How foul afterwards. Is this? <laughs> it's so foul. Yeah, my girlfriend Aaron and I say it. <laughs> My girlfriend and I say that it smells like her dog's breath because her dog's breath smells just like this. Whoa. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what's in this. But that's funny. That She tried to prank me the other day, and she's like, I'm going to prank you so hard this week. And, like, totally, I was like, something's coming. And then she tried to pull it on me, and I was like, all right, I'm going to pull it on Anthony and... So you need see this needs to be paired bit. up with uh, the friend that I was saying that Christina <laughs> where she has like a little soundboard with all different farts. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So um, let's see. The, the main basis of this interview is going to be about farts. I yeah, and that's the good yeah. thing about shows. You never know where, which to, yeah. rabbit hole you're going to end up yeah. down, and it could be yeah. a smelly rabbit hole. Brown <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to adopt the fart mic, man. It's you know? <laughs> great. Yeah, we're going to have to get an engineer. Yeah. That, that's going to be on the resume. Like, do yeah. you know when to make? Fart noises and which fart noises? Yeah, you just are need the, right the soundboard. Ones, right? Once you get to like Joe Rogan status, you get the soundboard going. You can just like fart bomb everybody. And, um, <laughs> Do they have fart sounds in the show? I I, yeah, I think they have soundboards and stuff. I know that the your mom's house one where they like actually did the fart mic or whatever. Um, they have like all kinds. That seems of more like stuff. a Stevo typey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I know it's the show's dope. the show's it's been awesome. going on for like it's a thousand episodes or more. So I I imagine <laughs> the earlier the earlier episodes yeah. <laughs> you don't get any air freshener. That's this yeah. is your punishment. No spray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So can you tell me some good memories about being a hit in Los Angeles? Um. Oh yeah, there was one day where we did the liquid ass prank. It was great. Oh yeah. Can I say the a word? Yeah, that, I think so. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we if did. They, I every, think if they say it product. on TV, it's okay. Right? Yeah, it's just so the it's, main, the F word, yeah. the C word. Okay. You might maybe say the D word, but I don't know. Who knows what that is? Yeah, we yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Sorry. Donald. Yeah, um, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> um, there was one time my friend, uh, Cody, who's a very talented tattoo artist and friend close friend so i'll have to ha link you up with him but sure. that our thing there was like whenever anyone went on like guest spots or vacations we would totally prank them somehow so there was one time when cody left where we aluminum foil wrapped like literally everything in his craftsman oh man down to like each individual thing like grommets and like just it was so bad like his whole craftsman he opened it up is just all foiled out um, there was time where <laughs> some of the guys, they redrew a bunch of my drawings when I was gone and hid the D's all in them. Okay. Like, if that's what the D word is. <laughs> and I didn't even notice, like, there's like little ones, like all throughout my little drawing board. And I was just like, kind of staring off one day, like, just like looking at my drawings and just kind of zoning out. And I'm looking, I was like, there's one right there. What the heck? And I start looking in there, literally, in all my drawings. One of the guys actually took one of my drawings and just made it a whole collage of them. Oh, nice. And it could have been there for a long time. <laughs> so we were all pranksters. That's why I brought the, okay. the spray, is just to mess with you a little I'm gonna, bit. And... This whole thing's a learning experience. I'm going to have to <laughs> add that to my notes and be like, is so-and-so. I'm going to start doing some <laughs> intel yeah. and be like, "What does this guy do pranks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of that, so it was cool. Like, uh... There was one time where they got me pretty good. They um, took um, the saran wrap that we placed down to create the barriers and stuff, and they put it in, like, all of my ink caps. So, like, when I would go to shake up my ink and then dump it out, like, nothing would come out. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was, like, just little stuff like that. I was, like, going to dump out pigments for months and still finding those clogged up with, you know, so it was good. Fun times. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, how did you get into tattoo art? Because I know you did you did rock and roll. Well, let's talk about what what was your rock and roll like. What did you do? What I play you... guitar. Okay. Lead kind guitar. Uh, Rhythm. Yeah, kind of both. I mean, we played heavy metal, so you kind of need oh. to know a little bit of the lead and how to pull off a little bit of solo stuff. But 
my main influence was like Pantera and the real heavy stuff. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, just moved out here to do that. And then um, we did fun stuff. We like did a little music video that's on YouTube and like put out a couple CDs and played with like some cool bands and stuff. But for the for the stalkers, what's the name of the band? Um, the Allagash. So A L A G A S H. Like the beer. I company. don't even know how you find the like if you type that in, it's hard to find on YouTube. Trust you me, have there to, are people that <laughs> that will find it. Yeah, that are our major core yeah. listeners. No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Your huge platform. Yeah. We we appeal to the people who are like, no, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> man, I can still smell that. Spray. It's so bad. It really lingers, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Some of that. Um, <clears throat> this, this episode is sponsored by, by Lysol. Liquid butt. <laughs> <laughs> liquid butt, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, just did that. And I, I figured out that I'm a much better artist than I am a guitar player. Hmm. You know, How early were you fun. doing art then? Um, ever since I can remember, my, my grandfather was a sculptor and uh, did some art here and there. And my aunt, um, she was also a good painter. So I was kind of in the creative environment. And then um, I would just like draw like animal portraits and stuff out of old Ranger Rick magazines. It's like an old nat- nature magazine. And so I was doing that forever. And then... Even through like school, took it pretty serious. I, I was like my favorite classes were, you know, going and doing art and learning how to do an airbrush or this and that. And um, in high school, I actually won a Scholastic Art Award for the New York Scholastic Art Awards for doing like a, like a charcoal drawing. And the drawing was upside down, and I did it all left-handed, and I'm right-handed. So oh. I think they gave me a little extra credit for that. I, I don't even remember how good it was, but I won something for it. So. After that, my family was kind of like, oh, you should do something with the arts. And I almost signed up for the Denver Institute of Art because I'm originally from Colorado. But mm-hmm. when I went and did the summer course, it was like um, like more computer stuff. And I was never really good at like technology and that kind of stuff. I was more hands-on, and I was kind of hoping to be more hmm. hands-on with art. So Interesting that it was uh, more di- digital art-centric. That's the way it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard yeah. that they you still have to take draw I think even here you have to take at least one intro drawing class, but yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think people. you do. Yeah. yeah, I looked at the um program here a couple times thinking about it and I think that's the prelim. Yeah. I'm sure there's pluses and minuses to it. I well mean, you have I've, to know how to draw before you do any art. Yeah. I mean that's the basis of it. Um, what was there any culture shock between coming from Colorado to here? Yeah, it's different. Um nobody says pop. For soda. Soda pop. Yeah. I I remember some every now and then you get you get a yeah. Yeah. Um there's more of a out here it's more of a surf skate punk kind of vibe. Um Colorado's a weird kind of music little scene. Like Hmm. um today it's still the same music that was playing when I left nineteen years ago. Mm. Um or eighteen years, something like that. Um, still like the first Lincoln Park on this on this radio station. They have Metallica Monday. Oh, they know? do. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool. hard to get hear Metallica and stuff here. You know, oh no, it's we the used same to have thing. we used to have a metal station here. Oh, cool. Way back. Yeah, though. nice. Now all the stations are kind of like the same. Right? Yeah, we yeah. Have the Kiss FM Top Forty, ninety three ones is kind of a, a algorithm playing all mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. That's cool. Way back. Yeah, it's different out there. It's a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. I like the people who are awesome. I love it out there. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. But, 
Yeah, it's it's the the change from there to here wasn't too much. I feel like everyone's kind of the same. Um, I, the main adjustments like adjusting to traffic and you know the cost of living and that kind of stuff. But right. Somehow I managed being nineteen and sticking it out here for half my life now. So I've been blessed with just enough to get by. Yeah, know? it reminds me of when I went to Seattle and it still felt like it was '90s grunge up there, <laughs> even yeah, though it's like. I'll bet. <laughs> even when I went there, like a few years back, it just has that vibe because you know that it's Seattle. I yeah. Think. So grungy. Like the and whole country moved and... on, and that's like Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Sonic Youth and Nirvana for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always tell people if you want, if you want to know what Venice was like, go to Redondo Beach. It still has that like you might get mugged, but it's like, yeah. but you're having such a chill time that you yeah. don't care. <laughs> there was one time where I brought my mom and dad out here, and um, I was taking them around, showing them like galleries and stuff that I was in, like had some of my art in. And um, just, like, going and having fun. And I was like, you know what? I'll take you out to Venice. And, you know, that's kind of a neat place. And, you know, so I'm driving them from one gallery over there. And we're going through, like, all the bad neighborhoods. I'm like, it'll be nice when you get there. And it was, like, (laughs) starting to get dark out. And even my mom was just like, this is getting kind of sketchy. You know, like, we should go now. And, yeah, totally. Yeah. But it's cool. It's different. I I love going down there because you see all the different artists and stuff. And. These guys who are doing like one man bands and playing Billy Jean on like a bass guitar and their drums doing with their feet and all, you know. It's yeah, cool. I kind of forget that that's over there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. There's a lot of that in, uh, well, there's a spot in Colorado on Pearl Street in Boulder. I don't know if you've been to Boulder, but. I haven't been to, same I passed through there when I was like 18. I did a cross country with a friend that moved to West Virginia. Oh, cool. And we did a, we did a detour from like Flagstaff up to Colorado because he had a f- uncle that lived there. We stayed at his place. Cool. Might have been Boulder. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like there was another one, but um, and then we went to uh, Mount Rushmore. Cool. And then we scooped through uh, like Chicago and then came back down through. Cool. But That's the whole thing was a camping trip. trip. Yeah, cool. We stayed at two people's families' houses and then the rest of it was at KOA campgrounds. What's that? Oh, they are um, kind of like a franchise ca- campgrounds where they have like showers and like if you have an RV, they have like um, water and like cool. sewage cookups. Yeah. So they're like just kind of a guaranteed safe place to to camp at. How is that? That sounds fun. I think it's one of those things that you can only do when you're 18. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then when you're like in your 40s, you're like, I need a I need a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was great because uh, I'm very organized. Very. So I we planned out like all the gas mileage and the food cool. and we had coolers and we made sandwiches. And, you know, Budgeted we it right. the only yeah. places we ate out was like when we got to Chicago. Gotcha. So we had we got a yeah. deep dish pizza. Of course, we got by then we by then we were already addicted to Starbucks. So we were like, mm, Starbucks, because we were just doing like kind of like a yeah. pour over typey thing. Like I cool. think we were doing French press, and yeah, and then we get to West Virginia, and that was like you know in the late nineteen ninety nine two thousand, and it was the only the biggest culture shock about being in West Virginia was uh, like all the radio stations were like those old school hymn songs. No way. Like, yeah, at least at that time, yeah. or at least the stations we were finding. I'm sure they had regular stations, but it was like to be an LA person my whole life, yeah, and right. suddenly be in this place where it's all about like those New England churches and yeah, the like, cool. 
and like the Lord's gonna come and yeah. save you. Oh my the gosh, Lord's yeah. gonna come and the whole Bible belt, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was that was how that went. Every every state's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. It's its own little place, man. I was just yeah. talking to my girlfriend about that this morning, you know. Just one state over is like a different country sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Even NorCal yeah. So SoCal, you get you yeah. get people we, we totally t- we'll talk different. about our differences. Yeah. yeah. I guess they say hella a lot there. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. And in Vegas they supposedly say hella hella a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of LA people have been we were talking about before off off the air, like the people are moving out, out of LA. Uh-huh. There's like yeah. less people moving into LA. <laughs> They'll always keep coming. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you'll Forever. never stop that. My my Got that good weather. My Low spiel humidity. is uh, after all the reality TV shows like The Hills. People, oh, it yeah. felt like people were like, "This is where I want to be." Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole other the the housing crisis <laughs> is a whole other crazy. issue. Yeah. So, um, tell us about your style of tattoo art. I know on your Instagram you have black work, dark art, illustrative surrealism. So I don't I don't know which ones range, you want right? to yeah. unpack. <laughs> which, I like to do it all. Yeah, I um, I like to, I guess, just take on whatever project comes at me and try to make it my own. So I feel like being well-rounded, and those are more my few things that I like to do, but I, I'll tattoo just about anything and try to make it neat and throw a good spin on it. Um, so most of the stuff that I've been posting lately is more like realistic, kind of black and gray type stuff, extra detailed. Um, but now that I'm down at this new shop, I'm actually kind of excited to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. Like, I definitely have a client base for, like, what I'm putting out right now. But I want to um, learn how to, like, simplify some of my stuff a little bit more and uh, make it more legible and go back to the roots of tattooing. So I think this new shop that I'm in is going to be really good for that. Um, Sung, the guy who owns it, and all the other guys there are all super cool. And they're all pushing each other. And um, Sung in particular, we, we've had this chat a few times over the last few weeks about, you know, just um, simplifying down your tattoos for longevity purposes. And, um, you know, I've always liked, like, a lot of heavy line work and stuff in my stuff, even though I'll do some realistic stuff. I kind of like that, you know, tattoo look still. So just pushing on that and then just trying to become a better artist with every project really right because i saw that you do like it seems like you're at least the stuff you post because right everyone kind of posts their favorite or their yeah i don't post uh, much <laughs> yeah well the the tattoos in your that are a little bit more horror centric yeah like horror film sci-fi stuff. cthulhu yeah i think art. a freddy krueger if i'm remembering off the top of my head yeah. so um that resonates with me i, I love that kind of stuff and I think most tattoo people kind of do, like either musicians or tattoo people. Something about that uh, that catharsis of looking at something dark. And, you know, even though I feel like I'm a pretty positive guy, I'm still drawn towards the macabre and the dark stuff. It just has a cool look. So Yeah, I was like, when I was like in first grade, I was uh, uh, Dracula a couple years, like cool. more than one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I was Freddy Krueger like three years. Just, you got to. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that awesome. should be the red flag for parents. Right. You're like, oh, no, they might be. <laughs> or they're going to turn out awesome. You know? <laughs> Walk around with fart soundboards. And, uh, <laughs> you know. um, so do you have a favorite horror film? Ooh, that's tough question. I know. I should stop asking such broad questions. Do you have a favorite 80s horror film? Um, 
the one that really scared me as a kid. Yeah. Um, Candyman. Oh, I it's not the best film. I mean, it's a pretty cool premise. It's almost like a Bloody Mary version of um, like this guy with a hook on his hand, and you say his name in the mirror, and he comes out, and he just hooks you up and all that. And um, the just as a kid, I remember that had such an impression on me because I was afraid of like going to the bathroom and my mind even saying it five times, you know? So. You know, those little things where you're, like, young and it it affects you like that. And maybe that's why I like it so much, because it's kind of a thrill. Like, um, I remember when I was really young, I had to be in an elementary school, and I had this one friend, and him and his mom were, like, pretty cool. They're, like, the lenient parents that would, like, smoke cigarettes and let you watch whatever, and, you know, you could tune into the Playboy channel, really, at a young age and stuff. And this was, like, the cool house to be at, you know, and... um. I remember there was one time I stayed the night there after watching, like, wrestling because that was really cool in the 80s. And um, we watched, um, like, just the beginning of the first Leatherface, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I remember just, like, when that came on, I, I was never put into that, like, I didn't know that stuff existed. So I, I think I made it through the credits, you know, with all the creepy skins and stuff hanging all over stuff and I don't know how it affected me. It just, yeah. Do you... But I love horror movies, every one of them. Have you seen most of these, it sounds like, at home then? Like in a home setting, or have you seen them in the theater? Um, I like theater, too. Yeah. Because it's always a little bit more... I had a friend, uh, Shakina, who's like now doing musical theater and all that stuff in New York, but she forced me to go to The Exorcist, the reboot of Exorcist, Cool. and she made me sit in the front row Nice. She, and it was this was something that I would never would have been, you know volunteered to do or thought of it and we went opening night uh-huh highly recommend cool because people Are especially freaking. Long Beach yeah people will yeah right <laughs> so ah! people will be like don't go in there yeah. <laughs> right yeah no, so, I, yeah definitely have you done anything like that where you go to well, the I rem- yeah I remember the one time when Blair Witch came out you remember oh, that I remember I that. went there thinking that was real. Same. Like, I had no idea that, like, my, I think I was with my brother, and at the end, I was like, that was so crazy. And he's like, dude, it said directed by. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that was a good revival of horror films between that and The Ring and then Saw film, right? Yeah. So I remember that one was a pretty good impression on me. I just like horror movies in general. Anything I think that, um, like, the stuff that could really happen is what scares me. Like, um, like um, what is that one movie? There's one where like they drink this like water in the town and every it's the crazies. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, it's it's kind of creepy because it's like man, if something was to get in the water and it spread and I mean turn people into zombies, that's kind of weird. But you know, like I don't know stuff like that. Like things that could happen seem to scare me a little more. Do you have a favorite genre then? Zombies or? I like Maybe. zombies. Zombies. Yeah, that's cool. A lot of people like zombies, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I haven't really thought about that. Like, um, usually I don't like vampire movies, but there is a really good one, uh, 30 Days of Night. Okay. Have you ever seen that one? No. I just Super recently saw Fright film. Night. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah you're behind. That one? Yeah, I'm pretty behind. <laughs> My mom was very protective. Sorry, yeah, mom. Thanks, yeah. mom. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. So yeah. We, I have to catch up on them now. Yeah. Yeah. 
sneak over to John's house and uh, <laughs> watch uh, that while uh, all the parents are smoking cigarettes. And, yeah. Well, you know. my my thing was um, my friend when his parents went to sleep, we'd watch whatever. Yeah, so we'd funny. watch uh, ours. Ours was um, I can't think right now. Um, Natural Born Killers. Oh yeah. That was a big one yeah. for us. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that one yeah. was amazing. Um, so. Tell us about your cleaver artwork. Oh, you Let's see, talk no, about your murderous desire to. D- that's cool, right? <laughs> um, that was not my idea, actually. Um, uh, my idea didn't. That was just being a part of this really cool themed art show that's been going on. Okay. And, um, my buddy Turk, um, he's down in San Diego, and he has a beautiful shop that does tattoos, but they're also a gallery thing. And um, they started that. It's called the Horror Business, and it's all paintings on meat cleavers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good friends of mine, and since then they've had me in almost all their art shows. Um, but that was their concept, and it just stuck. Like, literally everyone's into those. It's crazy. It's horror business, so it's themed along the lines of, like, monsters and creepy stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we just they started doing that, and I've sold every one. Nice. Yeah, just everybody likes those. How many have you done then? Um, eight. Eight. Or actually, I've done nine because I did a small one for my girlfriend for like a Christmas present. The less creepy version. It was like a creepy Hello Kitty. Okay. Zombie Kitty. Nice mm. zombie. So, you're, so you're, I still had ca- to darken it up. We're a bit. finding all the themes yeah. with you here. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you have any um mentors along the way with the, in when you did um that was when quick. you. <laughs> when you did your artwork and stuff, uh, tattoo like art, painting and stuff, yeah, either yeah. or, because we have kind of your yeah. Um, I have a lot of influences, but like um, people who have mentored me, I obviously went through an apprenticeship for tattoos, so I did have a mentor, and uh, he taught me a lot, which is cool. Um, taught I me some stuff of not what to do as well, you know, and everything's you you, you grew up in the like having to make the needles from scratch. I think I, I heard from another interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I got a. You know, solder all the needle, the loose needles together, and the groupings, and then put it on a needle bar. And now it's a lot different. But I'm grateful that I got to learn that because it's a thing of the past now. I mean, they make it pretty convenient. And but I, you know, had a tattoo mentor. Um, some of the people I worked around, obviously, we're all learning together, so we were kind of helping each other out. And then um, for like painting wise. Uh, for the longest part, I was kind of self-taught, but then I started um, getting to know like one of my favorite artists, actually Chet Czar, who's like more a dark artist as well, and um, became friends with him, which was kind of cool, since he was my favorite artist and whatnot. And then we kind of struck up a friendship, and then he did you know workshops at my shop and this and that, and <clears throat> he paints oil, I paint acrylic, so. Okay. Um, he taught me the oil stuff, but just like seeing how other people do it and then like having paint nights, like at the old shop, we used to do that a lot. Um, you just kind of learn off of everybody. Is there a reason why you have a preference between acrylic or oh, oil? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oil is hard. It is. Um, and I'm doing a lot of deadlines and stuff for art shows. So, um, oil takes more drying time unless you're using like the proper mediums to do like fast dries or slow dries. It lasts longer though, right? Or the color? Um, if I'm, well, I'd... both last. Yeah, they both last. Um, <clears throat> or both. the brilliance of the color, I think. 
That's what I've heard. Probably, I don't know. I'm not a... Probably. Like I said, I'm mostly self-taught, so I'm kind of mm. picking up these things and reading books and catching knowledge from outside things and the internet and what I can find. Um, but I think as long as you're painting right and you're, you're using those right methods, I think that it'll last either way. Like I have a good friend who's an amazing acrylic painter, super well-known, and collected a piece from him. And, you know, it looks like an oil painting, hmm. but it's with acrylic. Maybe the technology is yeah. better now. I'm I mean, just thinking like super, super old Renaissance I'd, era. Oh, yeah. all I mean, oil, right? I don't even know if they had acrylic, though. Back that's, then. that's probably where we Because that's all mixed down, and, you know, they're making all that stuff. And you should see the apprenticeships for being an oil painter back in the day. Oh, it was insane. Yeah, you could. I could talk for 25 more minutes just on that. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably that's the reason. I'm, I'm sure like more modern art galleries are going to have lots of acrylic paintings and this mm. and that. And I think as long as you're varnishing it right and it, you know, doing the right glazes and this and that, mm -hmm. I, I think you're good. Yeah. yeah, I have no right answers for this, so yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. That's why I'm nice. asking. Um, don't quote me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you? This has come up a lot, so let me know if this is controversial. Do you think flash art is important in the tattoo world still? Definitely, definitely. It all starts from the beginning. You know, like we were talking earlier about Lyle Tuttle and stuff, and all these these old guys who, back in their days, they were creating that from you know not knowing much of anything. That's the foundation of where we are now today in tattooing. So. Um, and that's also why I'm excited to get back to this new shop is mm -hmm. because you have to kind of simplify and see what those people did right and what's wrong, you know. So it's important. It is. And I, I strongly believe even if you're an artist that is like a realism artist and you're doing portraiture and you're more of a copy machine and you're going through that motion, it's still very important to draw and know that that foundation so i love it i love all forms of tattooing i can appreciate the simple stripped down version and then the super hyper realistic stuff too are you rebuilding your clients since you're moving from west hills to no, studio city no nice yeah, they're all following yeah i try to be like humble and make their tattoo experience an experience and just be cool and you know the tattooing and the all that comes second, you know. It's more like just being relatable and, you know, having fun, bringing jokes to the table. <laughs> as he as he <laughs> brings out his, the yeah, fart just, thing. Just have I'm fun, man, and try and, yeah. I feel like I should I should get I should me. get you back one day and just like roll this into Unbreakable <laughs> and put a note like well, with love from Brett. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't think any of them are listening right now, so they're gonna get the wrath uh, this week. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna break it in over there. Too. The, I feel like I've been like three weeks is a good time to break out the. Yeah, someone story. brought up who who listens. I was like my mom, my brother Aaron, my oh. friend Lori in, in Cleveland. That's all I know for sure. And oh. obviously these people, yeah. I you know another studio people, Paulina, Mike. Woo -woo. Hi guys. Um, respect too. So let's see. Oh. You know, someone brought up before and asked me this question, so I'll ask you. Would you trust somebody who, who does tattoos who does, never had a tattoo? No. I no. don't think so. Why? Because you got to know uh, what it's about. Right. Right? I don't know. I mean, I've heard stories. There's this one guy who's incredible um, in Europe. His name's Boris, and his tattoos are 
bananas realistic looking like beautiful full color and it was just a few years ago that he got his first tattoo from Nico and he was already developed but so people do trust people that have no tattoos and it's crazy I mean I've had people come in and I've started a sleeve on them and I'm halfway through the the, the sleeve and they're going well, I'm glad you're a good artist, and I love this. And I'm like, wait, you didn't see my book first to see? Oh, so it could be a table's dope. turn, too. Like, some people will just go off the vibe, and it doesn't matter if they have tattoos. But yeah. I feel like being someone that does it, you kind of have to have that rite of passage to understand it yeah, and know what goes into it. I mean, you're hurting people, and you're... You know, there's techniques and stuff. I feel like when I get tattooed by other people, I'm learning every time I get tattooed as well, you know? So, I don't know. I feel like that knowledge is helpful. Yeah, I always um, – re- there's always certain things in my head after the show that I regret saying, and I want to make sure that we're, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, yeah. But um, it's, it's worth bringing up because I've seen on Inked magazine that they've tweeted about that, that that's kind of becoming a thing apparently. That people are just tattooing more people that without tattoos yeah yeah it's a popular thing you know tattooing it's, has become mainstream in the last decade pretty good you know like there's lots of attention there it's it's now an industry it's a billion dollar industry i mean yeah there's there's podcasts about it now like, there's a lot there's as, a as lot. i am yeah. like okay i should keep track of the and i was like yeah. i don't even know if i can listen to all these they're great i love it i'm sure know? but yeah there's that you know there's that industry now so there's going to be you know there's the people that get into tattooing and go oh it's it's a cool thing to do like why i got into playing music is I wanted to be cool and I wanted to rebel and do that and I think tattooing similar in that aspect is you know everyone wants to be separated by their tattoos and be unique and individual mm-hmm. and who wouldn't want that job right but I it's mean, a hard job like I you know I don't sit around and run laps all day at work I'm sitting in a chair but by the end of the day you're tired you know it's mentally hard work it's preparing and drawing for all your appointments and trying to make time to create an online presence being a people person it's a juggling act it's not as easy as like i'm gonna pick up this machine off ebay and you know <laughs> like your arm i mean that's a beautiful piece of work the guy who did that sierra cult yeah, yeah let me see yeah that's cool man oh yeah that's beautiful nice where's he out of he's at <laughs> bearcat gallery in cool. Little Italy and San Diego, San Diego. across yeah, cool. from the the airport, every <laughs> you're just like, yeah, you're like <laughs> yeah. I have a uh, good buddy and he he runs two shops out of San Diego called uh, Guru Tattoo. Okay, and they opened their second location in Little Italy, and they're kind of doing the same style work. Very. <laughs> Right, lots of detail. Yeah, every region has their style, which is again why I figured doing just focusing on San Fernando Valley for now. It's like everyone. Still a lot. You you kind of yeah. take for granted that everyone's kind of taking in each other's work. Yeah. You know, and then I'm seeing yeah. work in Italy that's like one way, and then work in China that's looking another way. Yeah. And it's weird Russia kind of turning into the little regions have a style, right? Yeah. Like Russia, it's like those guys have so much hyper detail and so right? you're like this is crazy yeah it puts like some of the realism the realism guys out here to shame you're like whoa yeah that's why um so let's see why why do you think well i was i have a couple questions here i don't know which one i want to ask sure. mm. <laughs> 
Well, you just when how soon how how long ago did you come to Unbreakable? Because it's been pretty recent, right? This is week three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so do you like why do you what what about the shop do you feel continues the tradition of body modification? This is a very broad question. You've only been there for three weeks, but do they what do you, body mod? Like do they well, do that? So, like, traditionally anthropology, if you go back to my first, mm -hmm. it, like, uh, tattoos considered body modification, yeah, right? Course, yeah. So, yeah. what do you, how do you feel like, I, that, sh that shop's been there for a while and has some pretty big names, if I'm correct. Wonderful, yeah, lots yeah. of accredited artists there. Um, I don't know, I guess I don't understand the question, like, how, how do they? Oh, um, how well maybe it's just a dumb question we can move on <laughs> well where do you see yourself in five years in the future um continuing to do inspiring stuff and just trying to be in all these art shows still and um taking on projects that are more geared towards my style whether it's you know larger projects and obviously you're trying to get the bigger projects where you're doing backs and full legs and full arms so Trying a little bit of that, and yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess we'll just wrap up here then. Uh, uh, we got Brett Herman here again. Thanks for coming by the show. Uh, remind us where they can find you. Unbreakable Tattoo in Studio City. So uh, you could go to my website, uh, www.artofbrettherman.com, or you can go to tattoounbreakable.com and see my work, see all the guys that I work with. Um. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and you got Studio your city. It's great. Your it's Instagram great. At, is Brett Herman. Yeah, B R E T T H E R M A N. You have a, a URL, uh, artofbrettherman.com. Yep, that's my website, and I I post like um, up to date stuff like as far as like which galleries I'm showing with. Um, got a whole web store on there that nothing nothing ever sells on, but if anyone <laughs> wants some cool stuff, it's there. Got to plug it. Um, and um, try to keep, like, my favorite stuff up there and keep it up to date. So, But, yeah, come by Unbreakable sometime. I, I got a, a book and a T-shirt for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, man. All Super right. Well, nice. again, we got Brett Herman. He's <clears throat> at Unbreakable Tattoo in Studio City. Uh, for more info, you can go to kpcradio.com. Also, you can follow me on Instagram. And coming up on the show, we got Marv from Needle Pushers. I want to thank you all for listening. I'm Anthony Sanchez. Hope you join me next week. Thanks, Anthony.